Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, brew some coffee, pour a cup. It's time for some more Coffee Talk. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We're rolling coffee talk. Miami edition here. I've got some Cuban coffee. This stuff is just, it's like crack cocaine. It is, so Cuban coffee is like, or culata is like Cuban. What's the, es- like, what's the difference? So it's like Cuban espresso, which I think is a different blend. And then it's also with sugar. So they add straight sugar in the espresso and it's a little sweet. It's perfect. All the Cuban coffees okay. down here, like Cafe Con Liche, which is basically like a latte. It's like espresso and milk. They're just so good, but they add in so much sugar that it's like crack. I I can see that. I mean, I'll like when I go that. home, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a black coffee guy. But yeah, <laughs> when I go home, I'm bummed. Um, their coffee is good, though, actually. Maybe tomorrow when I go there, I'll grab you a bag so you can see what the black coffee tastes like. Yeah, because they do sell their coffee there. I'm in. So we got a big show today because, mm-hmm. first sure of all, Penn State four for four in the finals last night. We've I'm, got a, I'm jacked. I was ex- I was so excited. Even my wife was so excited that her throat was like hurting because she was screaming so much. And at mm-hmm. one point, like I think after Nick Lee's final, I literally almost put my head through the hotel ceiling, just jumping and clapping so hard. Oh, and yeah. She's like, "Do you think anybody else is gonna like get pissed and call the front desk?" I'm like, "I legit don't care. I like, don't if care, they kick right. us out of the hotel, they kick us out. This is, this is too big to miss." Yeah, I thought you know, obviously the Penn State guys wrestled awesome in the finals. Um, that's just what we do. You yeah, Penn State, you yeah. win big matches. That's really that's it. what we do. So there's a lot to talk about with NCAA's. Before yeah. we get into that. We've been making waves with this podcast, and we've got a lot of plans ahead that in the coming weeks we'll be rolling some stuff out, announcing some stuff. But for now, we're starting to get more and more sponsors that are reaching out that want in on Coffee Talk. They want in on Bash Mania. And, and to be fair, I mean, I don't see why not. So Yeah, right. So one of the people reaching out to us that are now going to sponsor the podcast Initially, we're going to do a trial with them. They're going to sponsor some episodes. We're going to see how it goes. Manscaped. Now, if you don't know who Manscaped is, they're the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They're trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Now, Chenzo. Yes. Mine, I want to talk to you about your experience mm-hmm. because you were just telling me beforehand organically how awesome it is. Yeah. So I actually got it in a few days ago. Here it is right here. The lawnmower three. Um, it actually works like a gem. There's a little light on it, but uh, you can use it pretty much anywhere. And it's so it's 
so smooth and it's just it's actually perfect and that's why when they reached out i'm like i love this for a sponsor because i've mm -hmm. had other people reach out that i don't think are a good fit manscape i feel like it's a great fit because they have a great product and you were a really good wrestler i was a terrible wrestler and we can both agree that wrestlers like to groom their bodies absolutely and you and look at and they should correct and so you definitely have some wild cards out there but there's a lot of wrestlers that are in very good shape and they like to trim their bodies. So I figured who better now they do have the lawnmower 3.0, which one of their specialties is below the belt grooming. So this might be a kid's show, this kid's <laughs> show earmuffs, but for adults and everybody else, you should take care of yourself. And this is a great tool to make sure you do that to make sure you're not sloppy with yourself. This is something that everybody should own. And you were even saying that you're like, I literally look at my chest. It looks good. <laughs> like, oh yeah. So I, uh, like I actually, it comes with attachments too. And I freaking <laughs> buzz my chest down a little bit. It's great. I mean, um, and it works. It works. That's very the well. thing. Yeah. It works. So they, they recommend the perfect package 3.0, which includes the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, which genius move. That's a great move. I, I recommend that also. Yeah. So, guys, Manscaped is sponsoring the podcast. I think it's very cool that a, that a new sponsor is coming into the sport. We need more of this. So if you're into men's grooming or women, I believe 11% of our audience is women, buy it for your boyfriend, Dude. buy it for your husband. It's a great stocking stuffer. It's a great birthday gift, year-round great gift. And right now they're going to give our listeners 20% off with what code, Chenzo? I believe the code is Chenzo. How so amazing is that? It's pretty cool. <laughs> so just spell it right. There's no H in Chenzo, by the no, way. No, so you get 20% off plus free shipping using the code Chenzo. So go to, I believe the website is much better than that. Yeah. So go to manscaped.com, use code Chenzo, and let's, let's show these guys why they should be involved with wrestling, why they should continue sponsoring the podcast. Use promo code Chenzo. Go buy a lawnmower 3.0. Buy a weed whacker. Tag them on social. Tag get them. Some, hey, get some undies too. Those rock. Yeah, you uh -huh. that was like your first text and it was like dude, uh -huh. were sick. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was um the the package they sent was actually perfect. I was very happy with everything. So, code Chenzo 20% off. Yeah, go Better use it. And guys, uh, tag us online. Like tag mm -hmm. them and tag us. Like we want to know, we want to thank you for supporting the show. We'll shout you out, we'll retweet some stuff. So tag us as you for buy. Sure. Show us order confirmations. Um, and that's Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring this podcast. This is a good one to sponsor. So I guess let's go back to the beginning because okay. I did not, starting off, I had a really good fantasy weekend. You did. You did. I won my fantasy pool. I went 10 for 10 with my finals. And we'll, my, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. And my USA <laughs> wrestling picks that I did a week or two ago, for the finals before the tournament started, I picked eight out of 10 correct champs. Unreal. And that's only three one seeds, by the way. Or only three one seeds one. So it's not even like there's some members of the media, I won't name names, who picked like all one seeds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that also. We were talking about that a little bit. 
I think our I think the Penn State projected total is what 84. Yeah, like 84. Um, I mean, they didn't. I'm not going to say they crushed it in the team race or anything like that. I mean, I think Iowa got, you know, Iowa obviously got the job done. Um, they looked, they looked pretty good doing it too, but um, yeah, you got the well, champs down. I messed up. I messed up on a few. Um, and here's the thing. Like if, if they wrestle those again, I'm picking the same guys again, because Sasso had two and I'm going with the Pittsburgh boys every time. Yeah. You know, for me, I don't know what it was about Sasso and why I went O'Connor, Great I don't match. Know both was, are both are studs. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It just that there was more gut. And then I went with Shane Griffith in the finals straight because I had him on my fantasy team. Right. So an yeah. eight seed makes the finals. You root for him. Blind rooting. And then you went with the pit guy against Ferrari, mm-hmm. which I like you said, I'm sure you would take it again. I don't think it was a bad play. AJ Ferrari, which we're gonna talk about. Um yeah. That boy is something. He's that really kid. Good, so let's He's go back. Very to the, good. Yeah, let's let's start at the beginning of the tournament. We'll kind of go through the weights. One, and it's interesting too because in retrospect, I get disappointed, but you got really disappointed at like when some of the Penn State guys didn't win some matches that you thought they should have. And now yeah. when you see how close the team race ended up being when all said and done, it's frustrating for me now. Like I'm back to where you were on day one and two. Mm-hmm. You know, so. 120 every, every match matters really does it does and, and it's it's easy to i don't want to say lose perspective but it's easy to if somebody's not a favorite somebody like a joe lee who's a low seed you kind of i think i will watch him lose and say oh, he wasn't supposed to win that match but you kind of have a better inclination is like doesn't matter what the seeds are like no. when i said that robbie howard beat malik heinzelman i said huge upset and I was more so talking on paper because Malik right. was the 10 and Robbie was the 23. And you're like, that's not an upset. Like, it's a different perspective. But now I see how important some of those matches were. Yeah, I mean, I was um, I was happy for Robbie. He was able to kind of get over that hump and actually beat Heinzelman. He lost to him twice earlier. But I thought he had a good tournament, two and two. He was hurt for a while, true freshman. You know, he wrestles hard. He'll be, he'll be back ready to rock next year. I'm excited for him for, you know, the rest of his career. It- yeah, and it didn't, you know, we'll talk about this a bit as we go through the whole event, but I had tweeted out when Bergie had to medical forfeit out that so much of wrestling is timing and mm-hmm. health. And, you know, for Robbie, he didn't have the full season, which didn't help. Right. And then getting kicked in the face, blatant kick in the face doesn't help. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, wake you up a little bit. That bobblehead effect was just something. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, the number of times that thing. I, I'm still getting notification. My phone has not stopped since I posted that video. And then every time it slows down, somebody with like a big audience will like retweet it and start it all going again. I need to mute some of these tweets. But yeah, um, Spencer Lee obviously nice. won the weight. <laughs> We're getting there. He so apparently he's yeah, he's, he's awesome. Like, yeah, apparently. And I, I put on Twitter, I said, I'll take our Lee any day, right? And I, I'm going to oh, stick They, they yeah, won't stop like, arguing on that you know, one. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, bashing Spencer at all. I just love our guy. That's really it, you know? Yeah, I think Twitter misinterprets stuff so yeah. easily. 
where it's like you're not saying Nick Lee is better than Spencer Lee. You're all you're saying is like Nick Lee's my guy. I'll take him any day of the week. Absolutely. And people and are arguing. I know. Like I see people better. like on my feed just like arguing, like mentioning me and everything. Like it is what it is. Like it's kind of funny to look at, but like how can I talk crap on Spencer? He just beat up everybody without any ACLs in that NCAA tournament. And it's funny too because. And number one, it's like we've talked about depth of competition. I kind of was joking tweeting last night, but it's like who thought his own ACLs were his competition? Like yeah, nobody really knew what he was battling. And then here and he looked like he was getting decisions, which wasn't common. So right. it you makes sense. You could tell that, you know, he was like he was hurting or there was something, you know, he was trying to push through. And yeah, I mean, he freaking dominated. So what else he can you did. ask for? And People were texting me after Big Tens because Spencer, like right after the match, looked over at Brand and said, "My knee, I blew out my knee." And people were texting me like, "Did Spencer just say he blew out his knee?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Like, if you caught that, good. Like, I have no clue." But then you don't hear anything. Now it said last night. I think either him or Brand said that they were thinking about medical forfeiting at one point. And he said, yeah. "If I'm going to lose, I'd rather just lose." And then you go out. Him and Yanni now last couple of years. Mm -hmm winning an NCAA championship. And I don't know the impacts of different injuries, but man, that's kind of, if you're a 57 kilo guy, you got to be kind of licking your chops knowing if Spencer's not healthy, there's going to be smelling blood in the water. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, that 57 kilo weight class is going to be nuts either way with or without healthy Spencer. So. Yeah, it, it's going to be absolutely bananas. Some people were texting me this morning about like what the seeds could potentially be. And because of the wins and losses over the past year or two, it's it's going to be wild. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so 125, I thought Spencer's obviously so dominant. Did anybody else stick out to you? Drew Hildebrandt was on my fantasy team. I was really happy for him to get third. Like we talked about last week, Sarah on the show, Drew naturally, I'm rooting for. I thought he looked good. Yeah, um, I thought Drew Hildebrand wrestled well also, but hold on one second. I got to look at the bracket here. Pat McKee came all the way back and got third, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Hildebrand got fourth. Yeah. McKee so beat him. Yeah. Pat McKee, Pat McKee, what, lost first or second round, came back and got uh, – he lost second round to San Latona, came back, got third. That's pretty awesome. So Yeah, that is. And there was also a little, little tweet drama, tweet, tweet, with uh pat glory oh yeah so rule number one with bash solutions clients i always tell people athletes or businesses never tweet emotionally if it's emotional don't post it unless it's like you know an intimate kind of story or whatever but so he tweeted out this bracket's garbage ncaa chumps and funny. i'm like oh <laughs> man like i get it like certain weights definitely like no pack glory, no veto. Like, I get it. That said, man, that was like burn and pillage. And I had said, like, okay, this is obviously going to get deleted, right? And I woke up that, the next morning, deleted. I think it's still there. Is it? It might be. It was there the next day. But either way, um, I can understand where he's coming yeah, from. Yeah, I don't blame him at all because even, like, not being on the mat, like, the way my mind works, and a lot of it's bias, but when I see something – unfold like i get why people would be emotional i don't blame him at all if i was his in his no. shoes and you couldn't wrestle because the ivy league said you can't 
Like, I I get the anger, that's for sure. Yeah, and, you know, there's definitely a handful of guys that would have been contenders, too. Um, I don't – it's not the same as if, like, the Big Ten wasn't able to wrestle. Um, it's not, you know, that caliber of a conference, but it's, like, you know, right up there with a few of the other ones. And, like, I think Ivy League's getting better and better every year. You know, you had you have guys like Vito and Yanni from Cornell, Max Dean even also. Cornell was, like, touted as a potential top five school this year. Then you have the Princeton guys, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they're going to be very, very good next year, too. Right. It's going to be interesting. So 125 was great. Spencer Lee is just, you know, incredible wrestler. I hope he stays healthy for the Olympic trials. You never want to see, um, you know, going back to not having a full potential at a weight. I think injuries add that. And, you know, that common theme that I've been seeing all weekend is timing and health are so important. And sure. it doesn't matter how good you are. You, you need both of those. So that was an awesome weight. 133, we both picked Roman Bravo Young to beat Fix. He did it. He beat he actually beat Dayton beat Fix him. and the refs. Yeah, and he beat him twice. Was, he beat him twice. Um I've never seen consecutive stall calls like that with that much time left. But hey, he got it done in overtime. Um and it was, was so clean. Was clean, you know. He um if you take a bad shot on Roman, he's probably gonna score. Just He's just too fast, too good at getting that corner. And that's what he did. I think he wrestled an awesome match. He did. And I what I love is that at the beginning of the year, there was so much uncertainty. And I don't want to say he was overtrained, but you could tell there was just that kind of, kind of lack of consistency with competitions and everything looking different. And he settled in so nicely. Mm-hmm. And he could not have had a better tournament. I mean, he's beating guys. You know, he... Started off with a tech fall, then a major decision, decision, and then an OT win. You'd love to see that. So I, I could not have been happier for him. I would have liked to see 133 be the the last weight for the tournament. I think that would have been amazing. I don't understand that decision to start. I get it. Like Spencer, and I get Gable, then Spencer. I think that was just an odd decision to start at 33. Yeah, I think so too, but it is. What would it that is. have been your match of the night? I know we're kind of early to talk about that, but yeah. Um, I 33, I don't know. There's a ton of them. I know it it could, they could have just started at 25 and at heavyweight too. Yeah. It's um, yeah. 41 was awesome too. So Austin DeSanto looked good. Um, What happened? I don't know. So I tweeted out because I get the NCAA media alerts, NCAA sent a statement out from Iowa that DeSanto is not participating in the All-American presentation or the trophy presentation or anything. And nobody knows anything. Nobody on Twitter was saying anything. I asked one guy who was at the tournament, um, and he said what what he thinks it might have been is when either the media went to grab him or somebody maybe went to grab him, he grabbed their wrist and like pushed him away or something. So I don't know if that's true, but... Nothing happened on the mat. Nothing happened where no, nothing it, I saw. So it was visible. Um, but but I thought DeSanto wrestled good. Going back to fantasy, like he was a four seed. He took third. It's exactly what you want. Like he lost one match, and it was only a three-two match to fix. I I thought uh Fix should have got hit for stalling in that match, also. I think that I think uh DeSanto actually had an awesome tournament. I thought he wrestled very, very well. He um 
he he could have done the thing really like he could have beat fixed there and been in the finals very very much i think roman would have beat DeSanto even more than he beat fix because i think he has DeSanto's number and he's adjusted so well to wrestling him but yeah DeSanto is so close it's going to be interesting you know so 133 is like what like a hundred and or it's uh, like 50 or 60 kilos. So Dayton's still got to drop down out of 57 kilos. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how he performs. Um, and Roman too, like, you know, I know he said before that he's not going 57. He's like a perfect 61 kilo guy. He could make 57. I think I, I he it's, could do it. Yeah. I mean, if you're qualified, even if you're not planning on going 57 and then you qualify from winning this, that's going to so, make you think more. I'd imagine. It's definitely a, it's a lot though to, especially a season like this, wrestle your season. They've been training since, you know, August wrestle the season and jump right into, you know, trials like yep. two weeks later. It's hard to do. Well, and that's guys, why a lot of guys like to take a little break. So, and I did it. I did the article on Rockfin on bash mania about, you know, the impact of NCAAs on the Olympic trials, both before and after the tournament. And if you look back at 2016, I think only three guys didn't go to the Olympic trials. IMR, Miles Martin, and Gabe Dean. And but two of the guys, Jaden Cox and Snyder, went on to win world and Olympic or went on to win Olympic medals that year. So it's gonna be interesting. Both Jaden and Frank were the ninth seed in 2016. So it will be interesting to see what he what he's gonna do. But yeah, especially given that it's literally two weeks from now. Right. Like, that's a quick turnaround. So hopefully get, we get him on the podcast in a little bit. We'll ask him mm -hmm. his thoughts. Um, 41, maybe my most exciting match of the tournament. That was a sick inside trip. That was awesome. That was sick. And I love the people, great. like, tagging you right away. Uh, like. immediate, immediately. <laughs> my, my coaches texted me and everything. They were like, really? Yeah, Nick pulled it out. I was like, yes, sir. Yeah, uh, that. He, go ahead. He just he wrestled such a like clean, just disciplined match, and I mean, I think it should have been way worse. Um, I love that someone tagged us. But, I I put that on Instagram. Yeah, I just like, and as as they were wrestling, I was like, here, Ironman's gonna fire off some double legs just to you know make him so to stay active, and it, it got him tired because he was trying to fight Nickley's hips whenever he was getting in on like somewhat shallow leg attack so and i tired out. i don't know about you but i didn't see nick taking neutral i didn't see that coming so when he uh, did I, I'm I like, knew he was going neutral really I mean, it made yeah. sense like that was what frustrated me at big tens like ironman just kind of wrote him on top but it was surprising because ironman gets the tech then he gets a decision then he gets a pin then he gets a fake pin a fake over Tariq wilson the that fake was, pin that was garbage that, that was, was absolute garbage. There are some people like you can't you can't blame Jaden Ironman for that either. No, no, no. You can't. Yeah. You the Iowa wrestlers are doing what they're supposed to. I'm not mad right. at Warner either for fighting off his back for a minute, even though I think like, he was pinned. Likewise, yep. You know, um, but yeah, the, the officiating this weekend, and I'm not a ref complainer. I'm not the guy who sits here and bashes officials. But this this weekend was <laughs> this weekend was just so hard to dismiss some of this stuff and you got to feel for like nc state being on that the was, that was terrible and like you know it's a problem whenever you see multiple like at pretty much every fan base besides for one team 
yeah. complain, like, you know, kind of complaining. So were you surprised that, you know, fake pin or not, it was still two pins in a row. Mm -hmm. And that guy was energized, attacked two pins. And yeah. then like the beginning of the third period, I just randomly on my wife, I'm like, he's gassed. Like Jane is uh, not was, winning this match. He was tired pretty early. Um, have you ever wrestled Nick Lee? No, can't yeah, say I so, have. Yeah, so it's it's exhausting. So like he just his like movement and his pressure is just he's very hard to keep his pace for a whole seven minutes. And you see it happen. You know, we've seen Rivera pull out late matches against a lot of guys. Spencer, yep. you know, mainly Nick Lee takes him out towards the end. Like that's just like, you know, that's that's Nick Lee's gas tank. That's his pace. It's really, really hard to, to compete with and match with. Do you think both Nick, um, both Ironman and Rivera did not look like their their gas tank was in the same arena as Nick? Do you think that's just training and prep, or do you think Nick Lee's just that much more conditioned than them? Um, it definitely goes into both. I mean, you can't say everyone gets tired. Yeah, Nick Lee just pushes through when he's tired, and it's like it's very hard to do that for a lot of people. And I don't know. I'm sure his conditioning is better too. He trains, you know, he trains very hard. He wrestles hard all the time. He drills like he's wrestling in a match. So it definitely all adds to it. And then just that he just wants to win. So like you watch Carter wrestle. Carter's that uh his semifinals match, he rode the guy on the third period. He just he yeah. just wanna win. He just wanna win. That's really it. So you do whatever it pretty much takes. And at forty one also real woods over Dom Demas was a great match. And then Tariq Wilson looked so good beating him. Like they Tariq just Wilson looked awesome. Um, there was a lot of good wrestling at 141. There was. That was a that was a very tough weight class. And that's why I said Nick Lee for Hodge and like he lost a match. Who cares? You know, everyone loses matches. Um it, it would be a stretch, but I mean it would be cool to see. Yeah, and I tweeted out who would people give the Hodge to Spencer or Gable and you Everyone know, at Penn State said Nick Lee. <laughs> yeah. And look at field of competition. I, I wouldn't count him out at all. You know, I think people are so used to Spencer and Gable, but he avenged his only loss to Ironman. He beat Rivera twice now. Like right. he just, and he did it in fashion too. So yeah, uh, Real Woods, I hope he sticks around and wrestles. There's some rumors that he's going to not transfer somewhere else and just go into MMA. I think he's got so much talent. I'd love to see him just keep wrestling. Yeah, same here. He's good. And like I said, he wins those tough matches too. So he's a gritty guy. Yeah, so awesome way. 49, funny, even more so now. I hate the NCAA's decision not to send Bo Bartlett because Bo wins a couple of matches and it's an entirely different team race. Um, and the guys he lost to at that weight are Sasso and Yaya Thomas. I came in second and third. Yeah. So Bo Bartley kind of got the shaft there. Yeah, I mean, it just – I wouldn't say, like, completely, but he didn't really have as many opportunities as he would have liked to, you know, wrestle matches to get himself in there. But with that being said, I think Sasso had a takedown at the end there. Yeah, I'm not a rule guy. I So I saw he grabbed the foot. Is that yes. why it's a takedown? Yeah, he had both feet. Both legs, he's on his butt, two points. But don't you have to maintain control? Because would you then give Austin the reversal? Because then Austin circled behind him. Or did time expire? Time was out. Okay. Yeah, it, it's 
I don't know. I had Austin in my fantasy, so I was happy with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's literally like I had no other dog, no other bone in the fight there. Um, yeah. I mean, and I, uh, you know, I pick Sasso because he's from Pennsylvania and I like, you know, I stick with the home guys and he's freaking tough too. I thought he had a takedown, but either way, I thought it was a great match. Both those guys are tough. And, and actually, back. Yeah, and I didn't have Austin in my fantasy. I had Rich Lovett in my fantasy. I had O'Connor in my finals picks. Rich Rage, Lovett did not Rage. have the best tournament. And that's okay because we'll be back next year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Max Byrne beat him 5-3. I was pulling for him hard. I, I hated to see him but, go down. So was I, but, you know. And then who did he lose to? In WrestleBacks. Yeah. He lost I'll to. Pull it up. He lost early. I didn't see it, to be honest. Um, oh, man. Why Fine I... silver pinned him. That's right. Oh, missed that one. Fine silver pinned him early in the wrestle back. So tough tournament for Rich, but like you said, he'll be back. Also, I know I keep saying it sounds like Rich because I get people that DM me that I pronounce words wrong. I'm either just talking fast. I know his name is Ridge. I used to live off of Ridge Road, so I understand the word Ridge. If, if it sounds like I'm saying Rich, I promise you I'm not. I'm just talking quick. Yeah, I, I kind of heard Rich a little bit too, but I was just going to let it slide. Yeah, no, I know his name is Ridge. I just – forgive me. Um, 157. Such an interesting weight. Very. David Carr is a beast. David Carr is a savage, and he couldn't He's be a good. nicer human. He nope. literally just texted me a month ago like, dude, I randomly, dude, I love your podcast. I look forward to every episode coming out. Like, I'm a big fan of David Carr. Was happy yeah, for him. I like David Carr also. How stunned were you? I mean, I know Hayden Hiley is your boy. boy. Yeah. Um, and he looked good. He got a major. He got a tech. He got a pin. And then a 4-6 loss, which I, I I don't know if that just goes to show you how good David Carr is. Everybody was kind of thinking Deacon and Hydley, Deacon and Hydley. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what happens at the national tournament. Sometimes, sometimes the big dogs go down. Um, I don't understand why they re reviewed that Ryan Deacon pin for so long either yeah i don't understand um, that one there might i think they might have been looking to see if they did if it was like an illegal uh like mat return I, like if he left his feet on the mat Got return it. Or something. but either way um that weight class ended up being kind of crazy yeah hayden, hayden stole the man um i talked to him after he's one of the best people in wrestling so he's just he's do you awesome think dude. he's gonna enter the last chance um i don't see why not maybe we'll scrap it's going to be interesting. I know, like, thinking about, like, 57, and I start thinking about, like, you know, I know David Carr is, was already qualified for being a junior world champ for the trials. Um, it's going to be interesting. Both Hydley brothers now have to go through the last chance they want the, to go to the trials. Um, same with Ryan Deacon. I don't know if what Deacon's plans are, but it's going to be interesting because if those Deacon's guys start – guys, So I'm sure we'll see him there. Yeah, so I there's – I have a – list up on rockfin.com slash bashmania of everybody who's entered right now um there was a couple of guys over the weekend out of it no ncaa guys yet i'm very curious because same with ironman if ironman wants a shot at the olympic trials now he's gonna have to go through the last chance as well and there's a lot of good guys at 65 waiting for him to last chance oh yeah i wonder if he'll come back to school next year also 
it's it's going to be interesting. I feel like this was kind of his year. He was looking good. He was touted. Everybody kept ranking him and seeding him first. Um, and Nick Lee was just a better man. Also, fifty-seven. I, I feel terrible for Bergie. That's when I that's when I first tweeted out like health and timing are so important. And yeah. he hasn't had much luck in either. He had the concussion in the Junior World Championships, I believe. He hasn't been one hundred percent healthy. Um, Tony Hager actually tweeted something really stupid about he deserves to lose because of his headgear choice. Nice. Yeah. So he then got tore apart for that. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, he got knocked unconscious like a while ago and like he has had some pretty serious issues, some serious head trauma. So he wears that for protective purposes. So. Right. It's it, it nice seemed, tweet, man. Nice yeah, tweet. it seems like a very odd tweet. It's because um, he was wrestling Cave Young. Yeah. Yeah. So 57 though, crazy David Carr. Um, he wins. We're definitely gonna see him the, at the Olympic trials in, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting. I had um Brayton Lee and your boy Hayden beat him for fifth place, I believe. Mm-hmm. So yep. but Brayton was the sixth seed and he took sixth. Nothing uh Goes chalk. Yeah. 65, uh, the Chenzo weight. So Shane Griffith, man. What a beast. So, uh, so thank you to Shane. Actually, you know what? So I think I want a fantasy pool because of Shane. So I'm going to go take some of that money, and that's how I'm going to buy you coffee, and I'm sending it to you. So All thank right. you, Shane. Thanks, Thank you, Shane, for the um, coffee. Appreciate it, dog. Now, uh, I, so Marinelli was on this podcast once, and that's my only conversation with him ever. He seems like a good dude, and I I don't know him outside of that, and I don't mean this negatively, but he does not have good March tournaments. Yeah, it makes me even more pissed that you didn't get to wrestle last year in the NCAAs because it just even more solidifies for me that you would have won again. Because it's like, and and I hope he's okay. I don't know. I I've hope, heard. I hope so. Also, I don't. I, I don't know what happened either. Yeah, and, but I saw somebody else like commented on one of your tweets, like, "Oh, you don't yeah. wish him well." Like. What you never said anything about it? Like you talking about, man. That um, was wild. You actually also you was I I was kind of not rooting against Makai, but I obviously have a bias. And you text me like instantly, like, I feel so bad for him. Like he's a warrior. I hope he gets better really soon. Like you literally text me before anybody else did about wishing Makai well. So that weight just wild. Mm -hmm. So Shane upsets Marinelli in OT. I actually had somebody call me um, for Bash Solutions, random guy from Albany calling me about a website because they like one of our clients. And I'm talking to him and I turned around because I like walk when I'm on the call. And I turn around and I see it's in overtime. Like, what just happened? Then I see he, well, I'm like, dude, I got to go. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll send you a proposal. Sorry. <laughs> so I didn't see the match. Did you watch the Marinelli Griffith match? Yeah, it was a, it was a very good match. Um, Marinelli does his normal Marinelli stuff, you know, pushing the action a lot. Shane had some very good defense, then some good attacks of his own. Um, it was it was an awesome match. Like I would wouldn't mind watching it again. It was uh, it went if Shane was going to win that match, that was pretty much the way he was going to do it. Yeah, and and I definitely want to go back and watch that because um, there was such interesting quarters. Makai didn't wrestle in the quarters. I believe mm-hmm. it was around a sixteen. I've never seen someone in that much pain fighting through a match. He looked, he looked like he was in an absurd amount of pain. That looked awful. And he was just getting it wrenched on the whole time. I wrestled. So the guy he uh, wrestled that match at Navy Kid, I wrestled him last year. 
and he's just like a big strong dude that like will pull on like overhooks and underhooks and stuff so his shoulder pack or whatever that is is like i was getting wrenched on i felt bad yeah so like i i felt for marinelli and i felt for makai i think everybody wanted to see that semi yeah and i did i did but you know yeah, and, and they both end up hurt. I, I, I do hope they both heal up. I don't know what's wrong with either one of them. I've heard yeah. pack and I've heard shoulder for Mackay. Um, I got to believe that knocks him out of the Olympic trials. Yeah, I, I mean, from his, like, face and every facial expressions and, like, how he was just getting torqued on. There. That looks like surgery Monday. Yeah, I would say so also. And Marinelli. Uh, we'll, we'll see. He's, he's a tough freaking dude, so. Yeah, he is a warrior. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't heard anything about Marinelli. Um, Marinelli lost that match. I have. I've heard. I haven't either. I heard. What's that? No, I. I heard. I heard he might have got hurt on that last takedown. I don't know. Because after he lost, then I believe he medical forfeited the next match. Right? I don't think he wrestled in the wrestlebacks. Um, He had a mean which would have been a good match. He medical forfeited that. So I saw him when they were doing the team trophy. He had a smile on his face. It was good to see that at least. I can't imagine the pressure it must be when, you know, you're expected to win and then you don't. And now you still, like your team still won. You're still very excited. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird feeling. Um, yeah, you know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Like you're very happy for your team, but at the same time, it's like, man, like, Wish I could get that back, but like team championship kind of trumps it though, because that's yeah. And I, and I hope Marinelli comes back next year. I'm assuming he will. I see no reason why he wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, hey, I just like to, why not? It, yeah, um, as a fan, I just like seeing the competition. Um, yeah. I thought Keegan O'Toole was very good. Yep, a lot um, of people. I saw a lot of random tweets like Yanni. I'm a Keegan O'Toole fan now. Like I saw a lot of that kind of stuff. He kind of looks like uh like a bigger version of yanni almost like physique wise and like everything maybe that's why yanni likes him i think so it kind of reminds of myself i, I like yeah him. <laughs> he like he's very scrambly like creative you know good in those weird positions so that's probably why yanni likes him wenzel also proved that he was the real deal Jake a lot of good. a lot of people i mean you took him um in the finals a, a lot of people i think uh, i told you he was going to make the finals before. yeah you did yeah you did beforehand and you're very open about Pittsburgh bias, but you said like he's that good. Like he was beating Makai before Makai got hurt um, last month or whenever it was. And you had said like that day, like Wenzel's the real deal. Yeah, he's he's very clingy, hard to score on, good on top, super strong. And in college wrestling, sometimes that's like that's it. You need to be good in like a couple positions, hard to score on, take you to the national finals. Yeah, Ethan Smith beating Valencia. I did not see that coming. Um, this was Ethan one Smith had a very good year. Th- this was one way that I got eight out of the ten um, champs right, picking the whole tournament. This was one I had Marinelli over Valencia in the finals. I could not have been more wrong about that. Um, a little off on that one. Yeah, I don't know who would have had Griffith over Wenzel in the finals for sixty-five a week ago. I bet some people might you have. you would have had Wenzel in the finals. I think but, I, I had I would have had Marinelli Wenzel final. Yeah. Yeah. So Valencia believed um medical forfeited out. I thought I, I, I heard he got hurt pretty good too. Yeah. 
I I think he was supposed what a, to. What a mess of a wait. I know, wild. And every year, every what year something happens. How many freaking like the the? There's no consistency. There's so many like new things that happen each year. Mm-hmm. It's wild. In part, thanks to you, <laughs> you've uh, you've had your stamp on the weight. So seventy four. Um, I think we were the only two guys in the United States. <laughs> besides, besides for the Penn State guys. Correct. That picked Carter over Kemmerer. Um, and Sam Herring tweeted me saying, I don't hate the pick, but what's the logic behind Carter over Kemmerer? And I said, it's not, there's no logic behind it. Logic says Kemmerer is an amazing wrestler and is favored to win that match. I go back to when Cal was on this podcast in October. And I asked him who he's the most excited for. And he said, Carter Storaki. And if you say that, there, that's that says something. And watching Carter over throughout the course of the year and, and watching him evolve, I just had a gut feeling that he could pull it off. And he looked amazing. He wrestled tough matches. Um, I think he won a semifinal match, like 2 nothing over Demetrius Romero. Okay, right out. Yeah. That James was Parks just... <laughs> Shane Sparks loved it. Bunch of good Matt returns there, too. Oh, it was perfect. That might be Shane Sparks' match of the night. Probably his match of the tournament. Third period right out for the win. No, yeah. I, th- I think Carter looked awesome. Um, hats off to Michael Cameron, too. You know, he's an awesome wrestler. And I that's another guy that I just will never really root against. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I wrestle with Carter all the time. And, you know, so we all do. We know, we know how good he is. Like, that's why we pick him. And we like I, I wrestle with this guy he's a freak athlete he puts in so much work and he's like he outworks everybody and, and you can see that when he wrestles match when he wrestles his matches too he wins by just outworking the other guy so, and that's like for my wife as soon as it went into overtime i'm like this is carter's match like this is what he's done this is the big tens he's done this throughout the year where he gets these close matches and he's just got ice in his veins yeah, what i'm curious too is 174 pounds is 79 kilos. Right. He doesn't look like he has a lot of body mass to lose to drop down to 74. I don't know. And if you go up, you now have David Taylor, Bo Nickel, Aaron Brooks, all qualified at 86. Mark Hall at the last chance to qualify. Um, and down at 74, Nolf is already at the trials. You're going to the last chance for 74. Mm. You think he'll go down to 74? Um. I have no idea. I don't. I don't think so. But I don't know. He hasn't really talked about it. We've been. He's been pretty focused just on the college season. So I don't think he really has put much thought into it yet. Yeah. So he looked awesome. Also at seventy four, Bernie from Poly. Oh yeah, um, that dude was awesome. He he had himself a tournament. He got a tech fall. Then he had a sudden victory win. Then he beat Labriola four two. He lost to Kemmer in the semis eight one. But just a stud. He is just. Yeah. Especially when the first half of the tournament went so chalk, only one non top four seed made the semis. Well, what a stat. Yeah. Also, your stat that you sent me this morning is just ridiculous. I'll pull it up. up. So, Andy Hamilton tweeted this Penn State is 16 and three in the NCAA title bouts since 2017. That's wild. I'll take one of those three, but hey, <laughs> you can also take some of those wins, though. <laughs> right. So, 
Carter, Kemmer, that was amazing, amazing match. Um, 84, um, both of my boys made the finals. And it sucks only one can win, but Aaron's the man. I, I love Aaron. I yeah. I can't wait to have him on this podcast. People are asking, like, yeah, he's definitely going to be on this podcast soon. Right. Um, I I love him. I love his wrestling. He looks so mature. He's he looks so cool and calm and collected. And, and as a man, as a person, like in the interview, like right away, it's like, yeah, I was just in David Carr's room. We were praying before this tournament. Like he he's so level headed. He doesn't seem swayed by things. And you heard a common theme, especially from Penn State. And other people, Gable said it too, just staying focused. Yeah. And I think that's one area Penn State looks to do so well is they just stay focused and stay calm. I mean, to go four for four in the finals is just nuts. Yeah, he's, uh, like you said, you pretty much know that he's very mature. Um, you can see it in his wrestling and just the way he carries himself. Um, he's an awesome guy. He's someone awesome. Like, he's so good for to build your program around. You know, like, that's that's their guy now. And yeah. like they, they have all these other hammers and then we have more young guys coming in. So he's, he's the man for that. And hats off to Trent. He had me nervous. Like that dude that was, has he, a gas tank. Oh yeah. He Trent can wrestle all day. He had a gas tank and he was not letting up like that fight at the end of that match. Mm-hmm. That was a brawl. Like he oh, was yeah. not gonna, he was not going down without a fight. I right. mean, that, that was a close match. I thought Trent wrestled well all weekend. He had, you know, a couple techs early on, and then he had a 3-1 win, and then a, um, a 2-1 win, I believe. So, And, yeah, sometimes those those 2-1 wins are going to be just as impressive as, like, a major. It's it's hard to win those close ones. And he's somebody who, talking with the last chance next weekend, could definitely throw a wrench in there. If he enters oh, yeah. that weight, I mean... He beat a lot of those guys at the... Uh, what was it club cup in december yeah so, so and and you have already mark hall's registered gabe dean's registered nate jackson's registered you've cj brucky you got a lot of guys there um top two qualify for the trials so that's going to be interesting aaron brooks definitely just all-around amazing guy um trent i'm a trent fan i'm definitely a trent fan it sucks when you're a fan of two guys and it's like no matter what, you're going to be happy for one and bummed for one. Yeah, for sure. It happens in the sport. Yeah. So 97, I'm an AJ Ferrari fan. Man. I think I think he's turned me into a fan because when you're a showman and you create all this content and then you back it up, you have my attention. I, I actually agree with you. And like I caught myself... I, I wasn't rooting for him in the finals, to be honest, just because like I'm I've known Bonacorsi like since we were kids. Sure. Um, and you know, I you know, I was pulling for my guy, but Ferrari's a freaking beast, dude. Like I like he has my attention also. He uh his post match interviews are awesome. Um he's a hype man. He's a hype beast. It's funny like, because yeah, as, as it's cor- it's corny, but it works. Correct. There was a kid that wrestled on our team, um, Mike Terenzi. Same kind of like goofiness, meathead. And one of my buddies, Dan, um, texted me. He's like, this is trends all over again. And I started dying, just laughing hysterically. I'm like, this is like, this is that kid's personality. It's funny because we've talked about Penn State and the, and the rebuilding constantly where people graduate and somebody comes in and steps in. I think you're seeing that now on the marketing and brand side. Gable told us he's done with folk style. Yeah. I hope it's not true, but 
that very well could be the last time we see Gable in a folk style match. If so, I'm glad the sport has AJ Ferrari now. Oh yeah, Sam. We need we need a personality. We need and to and, more. and and I saw the the mixed bag of reactions. There's people who, man, if you don't like AJ Ferrari, you need to check your head. Other people, oh AJ's a douchebag. AJ's just he's a he's a kid out there having the time of his life. Correct. That's and it. he's winning. It's mm-hmm. one thing if you're doing all that stuff and then you lose. Then it's yeah. like, okay, you look silly. He's doing it and he's winning. He's winning the Big 12s. He's winning it, the NCAA he, championship. He hasn't done – I will back him up also with this. Like, I haven't really seen him be, like, even, like, disrespectful. With no. Like that either. So, it's like, I don't I don't know what the issue would be. So, AJ Ferrari, do your thing, man. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to have him on this podcast. 100%. No like, doubt. he needs to come on this podcast. Yeah. Awesome victory over Amin. Um, I think it was Adam oh, Felters who tweeted out USA greater than San Marino where Miles wrestles for. I love that. I'm, I'm a USA guy through and through. Um, so I, I liked that. I gave that a little retweet. Um, but yeah, AJ Ferrari definitely impressed me. I love the antics. I love the showmanship. I think it's great for the sport. I think, you know, when you have these larger than life personalities or stories, those are the things that, ESPN picks up on. Those are the things that Barstool picks up on. That's what the sport needs. You need attention. Even the podcast. You yeah. need people talking about you, and that's what he's doing. Yeah, you had freaking people tweeting about his 665-pound deadlift, like, immediately. Correct. And you yeah. have guys like Nolf making videos. Like, here's my 330-pound deadlift. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's good. That's what the sport needs. So I'm happy for AJ Ferrari. I- I'm very curious to see. Um, it sounds like he said he walks around at 220. So I do not think he can make 86. I no, think. he's a 97 kilo guy. Yeah, sure. it's going to be interesting. I mean, him I'd love Jaden, I'd love to see him go wrestle in the trials. Him and Snyder. Him. Oh, I don't think there's a shot he'll turn it down. I think he's just. It's in it's in Texas, so why wouldn't he? I think he's got that just energetic. Hey, I'm going for it. Personality. Yeah. So I hope he goes. I'm happy for him. Um, I'm trying to think what else at that weight. Um, Warner should have got beat early on. Mike Beard, Mike Beard's an All-American. I'll take it. Mike Beard, yeah. Mike Beard wrestled really good, especially yeah. early on. I think that Woodley match, he could have won. Um, yeah. That was I think I think Jake wrestled a great match there too. I mean, yeah. That was just a tough one. They've been wrestling for years. I can't believe it's funny because th- so much happens in three days. And one of the mm-hmm. things we were texting about early on in the tournament was Nick Renan literally headlocked Warner yeah. and was up what six nothing and then loses. He got he got hit with a stall call and then got twice, hit. right? He got hit with five seconds well, left. Yeah. So I think he got hit for stalling. And then on the takedown, they gave him another stalling point or they yeah. gave Warner another stalling point, which that, um, was, that was a bit ridiculous, but. And allegedly Warner was throwing out some curse words after I didn't hear the interview or I didn't hear anything, but yeah, that, that was interesting. You got to finish those matches. Um, you know, one move isn't often in folk style enough to win a match. When you got a six Oh lead, mm-hmm. you gotta, it's, if you have a six zero lead in folk style, you just got to buckle down and be tough. Yeah. If you want to win. So really that, good. that was 97, 285, um, heavyweight, Gable Stevenson said he was going to do it. He went out and did it. Hats off to Mason for closing the gap a little bit. He got mm-hmm. majored by Gable at the Big Tens. 
and he lost 8-4 yesterday. And I, Gable said on this podcast, he's going for the techs, he's going for the pins, and, and Mason held him to a decision. So hats off for that. I, I think Mason looked very good. He had a pin, then a tech, then a major, then a fall. Gable is just that much better right now. It, it's wild. Yeah, Mason, Mason, Mason Paris is awesome. Gable, at this moment, is the favorite to win the Olympics, I think, in most of our eyes. Um, yeah, that was a, that's a crazy heavyweight weight class. Cassiope is really good, too. Even Schultz. Um, proud of my boy Greg uh, getting on the podium. He hasn't, you know, he's been training for only like four weeks now. Yeah. So, and that was a close, close, definitely closer match with Gable. Nine four, he lost, and he got he got a takedown. Um, he just so Greg cleans it. Yeah, Greg cleans it up on the mat a little bit, and you know he's right there with these top guys. Yeah, yeah, he looked really good beating Jordan Wood. I think it was like twelve um, two. Yeah. yeah, he he looked great. I, I'm really excited for his future. I'm excited for him being healthy. I think you know Gable just he's in his own world. He is just so dominant. Literally, Mason Paris gets a pin, attack, a major, a pin. And then Gable goes out there and beats him like it's nothing. Yeah, and like we said, we could keep reiterating it. Paris is an awesome wrestler. Like, that's not someone that you usually just, like, beat up like that. He didn't really beat him up this time around, I'll say, but just, like, dominated, you know? Correct. Yeah, Yeah. he, he had his way with him. It wasn't as much as even the Big Tens where he majored him. Right. But hats off to Gable. Who's your AW? I'm no bias. I'm going to say Nick Lee. It has, it has to be Nick Lee. Just I because mean, he beat. I think Shane Griffith won OW for the tournament. Shane Griffith then officially win OW. And that's that's cool also. That's, that's warranted. He's an eight yeah. seed. He had he beat Marinelli. He In his black like, singlet. Yeah. I definitely think of a bit of the the Stanford scenario played into the OW mm-hmm. not saying he didn't deserve it. He 100% did, but I think that only adds on to it for, and for those, if anybody's under the rock, Stanford sucks. Yeah. Did you see what they tweeted about him after he won? It was like, it was like the most like plain, just like no exclamation points, nothing. It was like, I uh, saw that, you know, like you ever see the episode of the office when like they're doing the birthday party and it, it is like, your birthday. Yeah. That's, that's what it, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Like it was, uh, it was just so plain and stupid. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Yeah, I actually saw that. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Shane Griffith is the national champion. The redshirt sophomore completed his run at the NCAA championship atop the podium Saturday at the Enterprise Center. <laughs> like, it is nice. your birthday. Dwight wrote birthday. that tweet. It is your birthday. Like, where's the zero enthusiasm or excitement? They raised twelve million dollars. Well, and that's one of the crazy things about the story. And I I don't know what's going to happen now. I don't know. Like, so obviously Stanford's heads up their butt and they're not really thinking clearly. I'm curious if they can overcome this because like this weekend you had everybody from Daniel Cormier to big cat at Barstool and everybody in between tweeting about save Stanford wrestling showing like, Guys, they raised $12 million. How do you still cut this program? And where, did that, where did that go? Like football locker room or something like that? Probably. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and if they have the money, what's the issue? $12 million can sustain that program for a long freaking time. A very long time. But like how it works is um, whatever program like brings in the money, you have to like allocate it to like other sports, which is like 
a very stupid rule. So I don't know yeah. what they did with that, but definitely not keeping it for wrestling. Which is well, the $12 million that's raised is in an endowment. Okay. So the $12 million is basically like, my understanding is Stanford Wrestling has $12 million of commitments in a pot. So let's say I pledge basically $100 to it. Now it's $12 million, So that $12 million is straight like sitting there for the wrestling program. Mm -hmm. Like they're basically saying we will fund ourselves. Here's money for the next 15 years. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that works. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, Stanford now has an NCAA champion on a program they discontinued. I love that Real Woods was the first guy I saw that they, they didn't wear logos and their singlets, nothing. Mm. Love that move. Shane Griffith is an absolute animal. He uh, is, man. I, uh, I wrestled him his freshman year at the Southern Scuffle. And I, I knew right away uh, he was going to be a problem. Like he, uh, I think it was his, he's either freshman or redshirt freshman. I don't remember. Well, and he, uh, like I knew right away, I was like, this guy's going to be, you know, probably national champ at some point. And it's funny, somebody DM me. It's funny when people like DM instead of tweet certain things, somebody DM me a photo from like four years ago with, I believe his sister goes to Penn state. Okay. Either a sister or girlfriend goes to Penn State. So somebody DM me a photo of his from Instagram like four years ago. And they're like, do you think he could go to transfer to Penn State? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what these Stanford kids are going to do. Like he said last night, I almost didn't wrestle the season. Right. And I, for one, I would love to see them not, you know, end their program and see him wrestle for Stanford. 100%. You know, to finish his career. But if that doesn't happen and he wants to come to State College. I'm sure we're cool with that too. So, you know, real woods, I know wants to go to MMA too. There's room for that in state college too, with Bo's oh, gym opening soon. But we, we have plenty of room for the, for both those guys. So, so my Stanford though. Yeah. I, Stanford wrestling. I, when my wife and I went down the street to get breakfast this morning, I actually called one of the athletic directors or like you see all these phone numbers. So I like reached the office of the AD or somebody left the voicemail and I just said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I don't know if you saw last night, Shane Griffith was an eight seed at the NCAA tournament and won the whole thing. So Stanford has an NCAA champion. Just want you guys to know that. Um, if I can answer any other questions for you, just let me know. <laughs> Have a good day. Perfect. And if, if that's nothing, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he has a thousand other messages. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I saw um, Kevin, guy who runs at Philly Wrestling. He's a, a great dude. I saw he emailed them. He like posted a screenshot of his email this morning. Same thing. It's not even like bullying them. It's just like, mm -hmm. hey, just want to let you know, go Shane Griffith. I think Mark Hall did like the same thing. He just commented on their Instagram, like on Stanford Athletics Instagram, said like Shane Griffith is a national champ. Screenshot it, posted it. He also used the clown emoji, which I always and, like. And, and the clown emoji. <laughs> clown emoji is perfect. Yeah. So OW is Nick Lee. Do you give Nick Lee the same? I mean, I have to. That's yep. my guy. No and bias. Just honest picks. He wrestled a heck of a tournament too. He did. Like, like, come on now. He he was beating guys up, and then once he got to Rivera, he looked awesome. And then he looked awesome against Ironman too. I I'm going Nick Lee for sure. If it came down to just Spencer or Gable, out of those two, which one would you pick? It, it's so hard to pick between those two guys, and now just like knowing how hurt Spencer was wrestling that tournament and dominating, man, I don't know. 
I love watching Gable though too. It's just like for they're, me, they're both so good. It's hard to pick between the two, but I'm going Gable. For me, it's a coin flip, and I literally in the last week I asked both of them, "What do you think about the Hodge?" Gable said, "I want it." Spencer says, "I don't. I already have one, so I'm giving it to Gable." I'm I'm all for that. I don't know how truthful that is from Spencer. I bet he yeah, hundred percent. Um, he was he was fired up after his match too. Yeah, he was. He was pumped up. Um, that was one of his best post match interviews ever. Yeah, I was I was cool with that. I liked it. Um, I think Spencer's coming into his own a bit more. He seemed like more of a shy guy. Uh, he's been on this podcast like a year, year and a half ago, and I think he's coming out of his shell more and more, which I love. I think all wrestlers need to do that, and that was an awesome post match. He was definitely amped up. Uh, I said excuses are for wussies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. So, yeah, both Spencer and Gable and Nick Lee, all three of them, in my opinion, deserve the Hodge. Whoever gets it earned it. Yeah, no doubt. It it won't be. I'm sure it's going to go to probably Gable or Spencer, like realistically. And either one of those guys deserve a Hodge trophy. So it's all it's going to be all good. Yeah. So we're going to try to get a couple of guys on. After this, some NCAA champions to talk to. Um, Chenzo is going to be off the podcast for a couple of weeks. He's competing this weekend. When do you head out? Tuesday? Probably Thursday. Thursday? Oh, I thought yeah. you had to be out there like a couple days before for COVID testing. Maybe oh. Wednesday. That's just for trials, probably. I I wonder, okay. I wonder if that's just trials. The last chance is going to be going to be a blast. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, shoot. I gotta I'm, get exci- you this- I'm excited for Texas weather. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm in Miami, and it's 80 and sunny. And it's like, I don't think I could ever not go to the NCAAs in a normal year. But there's nothing like going down to the pool in between sessions and having a Mai Tai. <laughs> hey. So what I what I had told somebody the other day was, if this happened again, the move is go rent a big house in Miami or something and have like 10 guys. Outdoor outdoor TV setup, chill by the pool. That would be an amazing experience. Yeah, I mean, I had a good time watching it with the boys here. We we were super into it. So who were you watching it with? Because I saw a couple of videos of a couple of people. I saw like Bo and Gilman were at Nolfs or something. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't there. I was with a few of the guys that are on the team now. But I was we were on we were on the phone with them a little bit though. It was uh it was it was a bit hectic. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, it was hectic. It was just my wife and I in the hotel room. Yeah. Next year, NCAAs, though, there's a good shot. We both go as media. I'm, I'm ready. And that would be the tournament of a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have like a hand mic um, for sure that I'll just be walking around. like asking Big cat style. With, 100%. It would be so hilarious, too, because like there's there's different personalities more and more in media. I think biasly, I know how blessed I feel to have you on this podcast because there are no other good wrestlers doing media. Like Ben Askren is the only one, and he's MMA fighter, not more than wrestler. Yeah. So I think there's something, too. There's a big difference between me looking like an idiot, asking somebody <laughs> a fan in an arena, and a two-time NCAA champ doing it. Like you've been there, and you've like been at the center of 20,000 people cheering and booing for you. Yeah, it's and fun. Then to, then to stand there with a mic and just ask random people questions would be hilarious. Uh, also, speaking of that, I watched myself 
get freaking cradled about 15 times this weekend. Yeah, I didn't like that. I can't imagine it, how you felt about that, it. <laughs> that highlight, they love posting that highlight. I mean, hey. It, Why can't they show you when you won? I don't get it. Because <laughs> it's been like it's been like four years. That's why. It's funny how much of a sport wrestling is for like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Like you, you, every mention you got in the NCAAs was losing. Forget that you're a two-time champ. Yeah. (laughs) That's wild. Because that's like more of a, that's more of a storyline, right? Like I lost then like, you know, it was the same thing whenever I won. The storyline was Martinez lost. Yeah. You know, like that, that's really it. It would also be fun to get a suite. A Bash Mania suite at the NCAAs. And the, I, like, I like where your head's at. The characters we would have in that suite would be amazing. That would be, I'm all for that. I actually okay. bought a raffle ticket for the PRTC. Um, they're doing a raffle for like hotel, airfare, di- steak, dinner, and tickets for the trials. If I win that, we're going to give it away in the podcast. Very good. I don't know what we'll do, but. Promo code Chenzo yes. for, Man- for Manscaped, by the way. Manscaped.com. Promo code Chenzo. Buy Lawnmower 3.0. Guys, if you don't want it, give it as a gift to somebody. Yeah. There's a wrestler, there's a friend, there's a somebody who will love it and use it. Go it's to manscaped.com. Right yeah, it's literally on Bash Solutions. I've posted like birthday shout outs like five times this week for people who are Bash Gear. It's so. always somebody's birthday. Yeah. Manscaped.com. Promo code Chenzo. So we got Nick Leon and Nick real quick. NCAA champ. NCAA champ, Nick Lee. NCAA champ, Nick Lee. And before we get started on that real quick, I have to address this because we were just talking about fantasy. I won my fantasy pool with 138 and a half points. The runner up had 137 and a half points. And the guy, Eric Siebert, who runs it was dying laughing. I'm like, what's so funny? He's like, so you literally won because Max Murren lost a point and the guy in second had Max. So literally him throwing a fit at the end of the match and losing a point made me champion. Thank you, Iowa. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, you got to stay cool on the mat. So. Yeah, but I, I'm going to need some pointers from you because now that I'm officially an NCAA champion in fantasy, <laughs> you seem a lot more humble. The first thing I want to ask you, because I've heard you say this before, and I have to read the book. Can you summarize Chop Wood Carry Water? Yeah, I mean, to me, and this like that. Uh, Coach Kale actually brought that into our room, um, and he read the book. And you know, to me, that's just kind of uh, indicative of what we do, right? Before the national turn, or it's before enlightenment, you chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, you chop wood, carry water, right? Before winning national title you know you do all the right things and stay disciplined after national title it's going to be the same thing every day so we're we're back to work tomorrow you have no rest no i'm resting today <laughs> that's a travel day that's not a rest day travel you, day you earn today i think i'll have to so <laughs> that satisfied yes You wrestled a freaking awesome tournament, and I kind of feel weird interviewing you. But um, like, can you just like walk us through it a little bit, just like like how like how you felt like each round and stuff? Because you looked like you were just like you were on your game. Yeah, man. I um, I don't know. I felt really good that tournament, and I think you know, as far as like physically, I, I think I felt the same as I would have in any tournament. But just like mentally, I was really excited to be there and like ready to go. And 
Um, yeah, you know, I think I was missing that a little bit earlier in the season for whatever reason. You know, it's been a really weird year, but, uh, you know, the Big Ten tournament and, um, you know, seeing how well our young guys were doing just, like, energized me and, um, you know, feeling the rest of the team there. It's just, like, it made me really happy. Um, and I was just, like, I was really happy to be there, and I was dialed in, so, as, as Roman would say. You could see that because yeah. you're you're more stoic like Nolf typically was. But after you beat Rivera, you could see the emotion. Yeah, I was I was pretty happy. Um and it's like it's nothing about like my opponents or anything. It's just like really awesome to it like it's my goal that I'm achieving, but I look over in my corner at my coaches and it's like I just achieved something with them too, right? So it's 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 even more than just like doing it for myself. Like, I feel like we just achieved something as a family. It's really awesome. Do you feel that you made changes in between your match with Ironman at Big Tens and NCAAs? Or did you do the same thing and it was a different result? Uh, absolutely. I think between every single match with, you know, a high-level opponent like that, you definitely make some changes. Um, I, I never ended up being on bottom, but I definitely worked on bottom a lot um, and just, you know, fine-tuning strategy and stuff you know and it didn't change a whole lot to be honest just little things but um uh just putting a little bit of thought in that can can be all the difference so you didn't call chenzo for inside trip advice I've because getting, he got tagged a lot on twitter i sure did and i was like i had nothing to do with that <laughs> like that was that was an awesome trip that i was very proud of but that i had nothing to do with i learned my inside trips from chenzo at penn state wrestling camp whenever i was a counselor so yeah <laughs> what made you go to that um i didn't go to it it came to me so <laughs> that's not one carry water <laughs> yeah i mean it kind of just like looked like um you did it at big times too with vera just like from the flow of the position i was like oh it's like trips there and then you crushed yeah. him with it I, I my freshman year i i had gotten a lot of trouble trying to go over body with guys and now i'm not trying to go over body unless someone know comes up body and wants to wrestle there and then you know at that point it's like all right let's wrestle you know? so and it's kind of crazy because like i'll see people that are like they'll get frustrated with you and then like they try to rush up her body and every time someone tries to rush up her body with you they usually end up getting thrown yeah i mean it's not a great thing in wrestling to rush up her body no so it would be uh would be advice to live by um i've definitely like learned my lesson doing that kind of stuff but um yeah i mean i Greco as a kid, so I don't know, maybe that helped out. But yeah, it, it's not something that I like practice a whole lot. I think it's just something that you have to have experience wrestling there. So as Chinzo could probably say the same thing. <laughs> All right. So another question I have for you is you and I mean, we could talk about it more when Roman comes on if he pops in. But <laughs> if he even shows up. Okay. Um Carter's match, you guys were going crazy. Dude. Can you talk about I, that a little bit? Yeah, like I don't even know what to say, man. I like almost like was brought to tears, bro. That dude is the most focused guy ever. I mean, he wanted it more than anybody in the whole tournament. I'm just like, I'm so proud of him, man. He he deserves every bit of that. And I I just don't know what else to say. I'm so proud of him. Uh, you you know as well as I do that that dude is in there all the time. We got to tell him to stay out of the room because he's freaking in there so much um so I'm, <laughs> had a great, uh, he's he stepped up to like a leadership position as a freshman which is incredible 
Um, I'm just super proud of that guy. The sky's the limit for for Kyra Strachey. And speaking so. of teammates, you I believe you tweeted out or Instagrammed out that Joe Lee, ultimate hype man. We saw him during your match. How much during the tournament are you paying attention to him and then like either trying to not really coach him, but like give him like brotherly advice? Like, do you try to wait until after the tournament? Because I'm sure he did things that you either wanted to talk on or touch on. Do you kind of put that all aside till after? Yeah, I mean, that's the life of a big brother. <laughs> you know, I'm like my whole life I've been like kind of coaching him and yeah, you know, hey, you need to do it this way, not this way. And um, you know, sometimes he responds, sometimes he doesn't. And, you know, it's just it's a kind of thing where sometimes you have to let him figure it out. Um, and you know, it, it can be an issue for me too if I'm too invested in my brother's matches. So I yeah. you know, during wrestling matches, I, I try to just step away let him do his thing you know he's got a full coaching staff whose job it is to coach him so i trust them um and you know it's it's definitely you know whenever he loses or wins it's like it's also my win or loss right so it's it's definitely something where i have to forcibly like pull myself away sometimes um but yeah joe is uh he's the man he's gonna be good you know he didn't get what he wanted in the tournament but um it's just it's an opportunity to learn a lot so I'm, i'm i'm really happy for him and i'm proud of him how much momentum do you think you felt or didn't feel after Roman won? Uh, a lot of momentum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Like, what is that like? Just seeing Roman go out there, because I, I know we're on the same training plan, right? I know that, you know, he trains as hard as anybody. And so, you know, seeing him out there wrestle, one of the best wrestlers in the world probably, and win like that, just it made me know that I'm also ready for this. So it, it was – it was exciting. Plus, I'm like, I was super happy for him. So I, I love wrestling after him. It's awesome. Yeah, I almost hit my head on the ceiling when you two won. <laughs> I I will say that momentum is very real. Like you can feel it, and yeah. like I like once you know after your match, I was like, ooh, I was like, I'm I feel a lot more confident for Carter now after we you know we got the first two. So is it perspective or is it just adrenaline? And what is it about it? I think, I mean. I think just seeing your teammate win and kind of knowing how you match up with your teammate can give you confidence in your training and um, the fact that you're ready, right? Because I, I know Carter and Aaron were like ready to go going into their matches, you know, after we both won. And um, I saw Roman, I saw Roman win and just knowing how hard he trains and that we train just as hard and that we're all, you know, with the same mindset, the same focus. I saw him win. Like, I feel like at that point I knew we were going to win four. I didn't know. We, I didn't know we were going to win four until after I won though. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Where is this? Um, so another thing I'm curious about, if you had to pick someone that you were most surprised by, both, it can be Penn State or non-Penn State, but I'm assuming it's going to be someone at Penn State. Someone you're most surprised at? Um, surprised. I mean, it's hard to say I'm surprised about anyone on our team, right? I mean, like, those guys work so hard. You know, I was, I'm expecting all of them to win. Um, but I, I would say just for, um, like, the young guys, uh, like Aaron and Carter, um, the way they've stepped up into, like, leadership, positions on the team and like how they lead at like such a young age and um still being really young on the team is incredible to me i mean 
those guys are something else. They're they're I'm really excited for them. Uh, and then I'll also say Robbie Howard, Robert. We're calling him Robert, actually. Okay. Uh, Wait, official that, note. Is that is that like forever now? He he's Robert. He's Robert. Yeah. He, gra- by, he graduated from Robbie. By order of Coach Cody, it's Robert now. So wow. okay. Uh, I uh, I wrestled with him all week, and um, you know he had you know some some you know injuries and stuff there, and he got kind of got thrown to the wolves honestly uh, with this season, but. Um, I am like super excited for him because I was wrestling with him and I knew he wasn't a hundred percent healthy and I'm feeling him and he's fast, strong, mean, like this dude wasn't letting me have takedowns in the middle of the drill before the nationals. And I was like, dude, this guy is going to be so good. So I am super excited for, for Robert Howard. I mean, that's a guy to look out for. I like to hear that. How about any non-Penn State guys? Um, if, you, if you even watch any, because I yeah. know. You probably watch um, a little bit. Yeah, I, I try to focus on our guys, but I will say that uh, Shane Griffith out of Stanford, that was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's especially special given what's going on with their program. Um, and I think it's, you know, something that people need to look at seriously and, you know, hopefully put some pressure on um, uh, Stanford to, to make the right decision there. But um, that was really awesome to see. And I think, like, that's kind of an exclamation point. Um on the year for him and just for wrestling in general. I couldn't agree more. I think that, that was awesome for him and hopefully they freaking. Yeah, they need to make sure. Another thing, the Sammy Sasso have too. Um, totally different topic. Sammy Sasso, you going to take down. I'm not going to answer. You're not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you could have a thought on it. I mean, he didn't in the match. So, like, they, I guess the actual answer is no, but. I, I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I kinda, okay. I'll leave that to the fans of those teams to argue. So about. political, politically. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now you're an NCAA champion. Now you have literally two weeks, and you're in another gauntlet: Olympic trials, which the field is just stupid. What's the yeah. perspective now? Transitioning from NCAAs where you were just working on bottom, you know, Ironman's a really good top wrestler, but freestyle and as many wrestlers tell me is that both are the same, right? Wrestling's wrestling. But you 10-0'd Ironman the last time you guys wrestled, I believe, in freestyle. He's a different wrestler, folks. Sal, you work on things like bottom. Now you're transitioning back to freestyle. What's the perspective when you have like a week and a half? Um, I'm going to start getting gut-wrenched a little bit to get my ribs ready. Uh, but you know, other than that, it's like I just went through a really tough tournament and, you know, I'm ready for another one. This one's, I would say, tougher. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm pretty excited, though. Like, that's what makes wrestling fun is wrestling the best competition in the world. So I'm, I'm really excited. It's going to be a fun tournament. And, yeah, I'm just going to um, have to, you know, tidy up my mind as far as uh, some nuances and freestyle. But other than that, man, I'm ready to go. That's awesome. Everybody says that wrestling's wrestling. It's not the big of a deal. Whereas as a fan, it's so different from a perspective of watching it, what you're rooting for, top, bottom, neutral, and everything you're doing. And then the wrestlers like wrestling's wrestling. But it is a good point that you just wrestled a very tough tournament with Rivera and Ironman in the semis and finals. And that conditioning wise, and that you can't replicate that. You can have matches in the room and you can try to stimulate it or simulate it as much as possible. But to replicate that, it's got to be almost impossible. 
yeah, I, it's it's really hard. You could train as hard as you want, but um, a real match for seven minutes is is something else, especially when it's high stakes. Like it, it gets your lungs like no other. So um, you are you are correct. <laughs> and I assume that my tweet was correct that you were properly caffeinated. It looked like you were bullying people. What was the coffee of choice for the NCAA tournament? It's a great question. Uh, China is whatever K cups they had in the uh, hotel room. Wow, so, you, so you're a cure K cup guy. The K cups got it done. Well, it was convenience. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Um, and then actually, we get Starbucks too. So I didn't really have much of that, but uh, Starbucks was also the choice. So there wasn't. I didn't see like a Dunkin' around to be honest. You know what? I will say at tournaments like that, sometimes it's just you got to take what you can get. You got to take what you can get and not be picky and and overcome that adversity of not having Dunkin' Coffee. So, And then you're going to go from St. Louis to Penn State. Now you got to find some good coffee in Dallas. So it's going to be a... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've been down there once before, and I think it was Starbucks there as well. So we're hoping Chinzo's going down a little earlier than me, so hopefully he can spot out some coffee places. Yeah. And that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. Me so and, uh, we'll report back. Yeah, so okay. I'm going to head down early. Um, I'll probably wrestle the week before at the last chance, and then I'll look for coffee places for the boys too. And Nick, I tweeted out last night, who do you give the Hodge to, Gable or Spencer? And I got ambushed with Nick Lee responses. If the Hodge trophy contest was in your hands, who would you give it to? Um, Gosh. I don't know. I mean, it's like. Gable is definitely, you know, completely dominant uh, from what we saw. And then, you know, Spencer Lee also just, like, I'm, he may have, like, pinned and tech his way through the season almost, right? There's been a few matches where he didn't, but, like, just all bonus points. So, um, I think statistically you have to give it to Spencer, right? But that's, that's just, like, a, it's a really hard choice. So, I'm going to say no answer. What no about answer. Roman? I mean, Roman's a, he's a viable option. What's up? If it was, uh, if it wasn't statistical and it was the eyeball test, I'm giving it to Roman, man. I mean, thank you. I, I don't know if you saw the finals, but there's like a bunch of people who can't replicate his footwork. What is all that noise going on? Yeah. Roman, what are you doing? Is man? there a party at Roman's house? Yeah, it's AB. He has music on full blast. His girlfriend's uh, <laughs> his girlfriend has balloons in for him, and they're being loud. But I could tell him to be quiet. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> She's got balloons for him. I love that. So Nick, oh, you're just, I wish you would brought the phone for that. <laughs> you're just gonna st- you're gonna stay away from the question. I said pretty much the same thing, but I went with I went nod to Gable because because Spencer got won the Hodge last year, and that's really yeah. the only. That's really the only reason for that. Um, but my real answer is Nick Lee for Hodge. So, <laughs> Yeah, that was – and my question was kind of poorly worded because it was kind of basically if it came down to these two. Obviously, there's other candidates for it, and the Penn State faithful definitely let me have it. So, also, now that Roman's here too, Chenzo and I so – Also a national it. champ. Also a national champ, by the way. <laughs> yes, sir. Another <laughs> national champ. 
And now that both of you guys have won a national champ, Penn State has officially had a national champ at all 10 weights, which is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I'm honestly got to give a lot of love to Coach Cody, and uh, I'm happy for him, and I'm just thankful for him. Coach Cody does a lot for the lightweights, and I think uh, I think it makes him look good, too. He's doing the right things. Yeah, I'd say so. I actually, I actually, it was kind of funny. I was, uh, I was watching Bernie Teske wrestle, and he was doing Coach Cody's like shot defense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I was watching. I was like, that's literally Cody. Coach, that, yeah, that's hilarious. Roman, you know that Chenzo and I both picked you. I'm sure Nick picked you to win. There were a lot of people dating Fix as an incredible wrestler. What were you thinking going into that match? You seemed so confident. Um, yeah, you know, just a lot of. There's a lot of believing in myself, trusting Coach Cody. And uh, what's also funny is, like, right before I went out there, like, two hours before, I'm sitting in the hotel all day. I'm watching Tenzo beat Imar when he wasn't, like, favorite to win, stuff like that. So I'm just watching that, getting hype. I'm like, I just thought to myself, I'm just, might as well, might as well go, like Cody was telling me, might as well go win this bug. You're here. So just believe in myself and then went out there, you know, wrestled calmly, never really get overwhelmed, even though I got being for stalling and then found a way at the end. Now, we got frustrated as fans for the stalling. Mm-hmm. Did you stay, like, cool and calm and collected and not get frustrated? Because I want to punch the ref. But you seem pretty yeah. calm. Yeah, I don't think I ever get frustrated uh, in my matches. I just kind of keep a straight face. But I don't know. It kind of happens so fast. And then it's kind of like, dang, well, I got to find a way to win and I don't want to lose. It's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot going through, uh, through my mind. But it doesn't matter. I, I finally won. And uh, it's cool. Yeah, man, we were uh, we were going crazy for you know, all you got. All <laughs> Appreciate you got, it, bro. Obviously, but four hey, for four. Yeah, dude, that was wild. But you got hit with stalling like twice in twenty seconds, and I was like, "That's kind of that's kind of crap." But yeah, he's uh, um, I just thought he was he wasn't really shooting on me, but he was nah, pushing me quite a bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's a good wrestler, Dan Fix. I mean, what has me won? He's been the top name since a kid, but right. found a way. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. So there's also been like probably 550 tweets about now that you're qualified for the Olympic trials. You're like a 60, 61 kilo guy. So you can either go up to 65 and meet your buddy, Nick Lee, or cut down to 57. Have you given much thought to it? Um, no, but I was definitely going to put out a little troll tweet, see what's up, but, <laughs> but um, no, nothing wrong with that. But, um, but no, I haven't really put in too much thought. You know, I'm I'm, I'm honestly just gonna enjoy this for a little bit. I don't really know if I can make 57. I'm not trying to go up and get my butt kicked by Nick Lee or Zane. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just chilling right now. How Gilman and then just root for Chandler this upcoming weekend and the guys. And I'm gonna be out there watching. So either way, I'll be happy. You know. So here's a question for you too, because I literally just thought about this five minutes before we hopped on the Zoom. If you qualify for the Olympic trials, you're also qualified for the World Team trials. So you're technically qualified for the world team trials at 61 kilos. Oh, I'm there hundred percent. That's my, that's one of my goals now. And then obviously, obviously that get more into Tato's, but for sure my next big thing is just hang out until 61 world team trials. That's like my main focus next. Which I don't think it's for a while. I don't think it's till yeah September or something. Just going to go back, go back to the West coast, train a little MMA, have some fun, do some camps and uh, just enjoy it. And then come back here and get back to it. 
I love Quinn's question on ESPN. Something about MMA and how your footwork or something helped you. I forgot yeah. what he said, but you just looked at him like, wait, what did you ask? I'm not really sure. Yeah, so many people, so many people like this weekend, like Nikki was saying, like everyone's trying to do my footwork and they're asking like, how do I do it? And, like uh, people ask me to teach them, but I don't know. It's just starting some trends. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of starting trends, Nick had just said that he felt the momentum from your win that helps him when that builds confidence. Did you feel that after your match, like that other guys were now rubbing off your momentum, they're capturing the momentum from your match? Um, yeah, I knew it. I knew it, uh, fired Nick Lee up and I was kind of excited. I went first. I wanted to get it over with. And, uh, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about that match. Like since I made the final, I literally couldn't sleep the night before I stayed up till like 2am just thinking about this match. But, uh, but yeah, I was excited. I went first and, and I think after Nick Lee won, Carter was going to find a way. And it's just crazy how we all found a way in overtime. And we were both, we were all like two and three seeds. And it's just, it just shows that what Kale has going on. And just his process is just peaking at the right time and just trusting his plan. And all glory to God. Yeah. I mean, you guys definitely just showed that, you know, you're tough yeah. and you wanted to win. Like just, just how, how you were able to win those matches. Like, over time, over time, over time, like three to two, just being tough, like not giving an inch. And uh, I think that really just comes a lot from Coach Kale and just like everyone else like in the room. Too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you guys know it. We've been living it for years. Following so. you guys' footsteps. Yeah. Yeah, and now that you have this like kind of gap before, you know, the world team trials, if you can't make 57 for the Olympic trials, do you want to keep doing MMA stuff and keep working on what you're doing? Yeah, I'm going to do both, you know. Um, just It's just fun, you know. Just I'll probably, I'll probably be out with Dom Cruz in April. He's, I think he's going to get a get a new fight pretty soon, and I'm going to be with him the whole time and go with him out there. Then Juan Archuleta is going to fight soon. He asked me to come out there. So it's just cool being around these guys. And, I mean, it's good training, too, so it's not like I'm not training. Yeah. So. And then, and it's just a little break from, I mean, it's not really a break from wrestling because they'll do wrestling some days, but just being around like other successful people in different sports, fun, but I don't have any intentions on fighting yet, but I just enjoyed like doing something different. And are we going to get an NCAA champion blog article? Um, yeah, you know, honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing that. It really hasn't sunk in yet. I think it will in a little bit. And uh, last night, like everyone was blowing me up. People, if I haven't talked to you in years, were hitting me up. But uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how that's how that's yeah, how it goes right. when you win. But I'm definitely gonna do a little blog. You know, it was a long season, and a lot of people don't see like the emotional roller coaster. Man, getting tested after every session at NCAs was kind of frustrating. Oh, I didn't know that they tested you guys yeah. after every session. Or not every session, maybe once a day. My bad. Oh, okay. I was gonna say the, that's one, so wild. once a day. Yeah, we gotta get tested. We gotta wait, and it's just it just sucked, you know. But in the long season, we went on pause. Didn't know if we we're going to have a season. I definitely give a good little blog, though. But at the end of the day, you hear me? we all found a way. And it's salary and Romans first. I got to just know. Nick, you got Nick, no audio. We, we don't have Nick sound. Lee's doing homework right now. Now we can. Yeah. We... Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Nick, I think I we just do have need a little Instagram. more content. I don't really have anything else. So. Like just like this much more, and I know you're not a big content guy because neither am I. But just, off, honestly, I, I like I to was, just this be thrown off people's or just throw bit. my 
I like to, you know, hide my tracks a little bit. So, no, but that's not Nick Lee. Yeah, On that's Instagram, that's not Nick Lee. The funny thing is, somebody was asking me the other day because when we built Kale's website initially, it was like 2009, maybe. And from 2011 to 2013, Kale probably blogged like 50 times. And one of them went stupid viral. It's called like Why My Kids Will Wrestle. But his website still just sits on our servers. And I was thinking about the other day and I went in. There's literally like 50 blogs. Like I think I'm going to tell like, Cal, we should really just publish a book. Your 50 mm. blog articles from your website. They're great. Like if you look at the substance of them, I got to give his permission to like repurpose them because they're great. But it is interesting when I was watching both of you guys win, what made me really happy or one of the many things is I've always preached when it comes to content to do you and you guys are both on different ends of the spectrum with a focus on content. And it's awesome to see that you guys can both do what you want, knowing what's best for you and win. Nick, you're off Instagram more. Roman's creating a lot of content and neither of you are distracted by it. Nick, you're not distracted by not being on it as much and posting stuff. Roman's not getting distracted by putting it out. I think it's a good testament to the fact that you have to know you and do you. And that's ultimately what's going to help not get distracted is knowing your strengths and weaknesses. And it was awesome to see you guys both win, both just kind of knowing what's best for you and then going out there and winning. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I just that's one thing I've really learned to appreciate over the past couple of years is, you know, people do their own thing different ways right i think there's probably a time uh whenever you know i like people would have thought that like me and roman you know totally different people um uh, maybe don't get along but like dude i, I like love roman I, what he does is his you know his thing and uh, i'm really happy for him you know i love looking at it and stuff and uh you know i don't really have a knack for it but uh, I think it just shows that like wrestling is a sport that freaking brings people together, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's something I'm like, I would have never been friends with a lot of guys that I am friends with today. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for it. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. If it wasn't for wrestling. So <laughs> I, hey, I, I don't think any of us would, actually. Yeah. but it's cool because to that effect, like I heard somebody that was talking about a podcast and reasons to do it. And they had said like, even if nobody listened to my podcast, I would still do it because it gives me the opportunity to have the conversations that he gets to have. And I like that because that that's truth. Like with a lot of guys that come on here, if nobody else listened to it, which it's kind of awkward now because we've got a sponsor, Manscaped. By the way, if you guys want to get a lawnmower 3.0 at manscaped.com, promo code Chenzo gets you 20% off and free shipping. But it is true. There are so many the bonds that wrestling has is so great. And going back to Cal's blog article, I'm pretty sure that's somewhere in there. Like the 10 reasons, you know, my kids will wrestle the, the bonds and camaraderie the sport has, there's nothing like it. Yeah. And just teaches you to fight too, for pretty much anything. So can't beat that. Roman, when's the next vlog? Speaking of content. Um. Yeah. You know, I'll probably post a little, my, my video guy, I'll probably get something up today. And then, my video guy, I love you. <laughs> yeah, probably get something up today, and then um, and yeah. But honestly, though, these past few weeks, like Big Ten's, like honestly, this whole season, I kind of just stayed off of it, and uh, you know, I just listened to Kale, and then uh, I mean, I posted, but as soon as I post, I'd hop on it. I didn't have it at all at NCAA's. Didn't hop in it, hop on it one time, and like on Twitter, if I do tweet something, it's literally just positivity, just just being more positive and uh, putting putting uh putting more positivity out there and like good things will happen so i think that pays off but yeah i'll probably get uh 
I'll probably get a video up today. Then I'm going to go back home this week, probably shoot some stuff with my guy and see what we can cook up. But I'm trying to come, uh, we got some plans just to bring some different content that wrestlers don't do. So I'm not going to be posting up behind a car or I don't know. We're going to do some different stuff. That we, I got, we got plans. <laughs> I, I like that. Mix it up yeah, a little bit. Is that, be cool, though. Is that shots fired at Gable? No, 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 no. It's just, <laughs> I just want to. Gable content loves the car value. shot. Yeah, like I feel like a good thing like content is how you're going to bring value to like other people and how do you interact. Yeah. I think I'm going to do some like videos um, talking to kids about mindsets. We have, we have some plans. I love that. Any any uh like ideas to collab with AJ Ferrari? No, but man, it was actually last night. We after all the wrestlers, a whole bunch of wrestlers just had the hotel hanging, and that's funny, interesting guy. But oh, yeah. you gotta give you gotta give credit where it's due at the end of the day. Absolutely, he was electric. Dude. Yeah, he he. People hate him or love him. People are gonna tune in to watch him. All respect for him. And he's winning, and that's the big thing. Yeah, exactly. You can't say nothing. After Big 12s, Chenzo and I were talking about it, and it's like, that's bold. You know, you're doing stuff during your match and after, but you go out and win a conference championship, you win an NCAA championship. Do your thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. As a freshman, that's kind of how it is. Like, people on social media, too, if if whatever they're doing is working, just let let it be. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because we had asked Nick, somebody who impressed him at NCAA's, not on Penn State team. He said Shane Griffith, an amazing feat. Anybody impress you at NCAAs outside of Penn State? Um, you know, David Carr was a good one. Um, good. yeah, honestly, I think the biggest was Shane beating Marinelli. That was huge. But man, I was really was really rooting for Sass. So I really, I'm a really big. Was fan that too? Yeah, I have not seen it again but i definitely thought it was it just looks like it in uh at the arena but i definitely like sass so um who else did pretty good yeah i'd probably have, i'll go with david carr yeah david carr an awesome H- tournament yeah beat Hidley and then just he found a way to get it done but man if brady Berge didn't get hurt and a couple of things went our way we would have been right in the mix man yeah, I don't doubt that at all. I mean, it looked like it was going that way, but it's all good. Yeah, God's happens. Plan. happens yeah, we'll be back. But mm-hmm. there's nothing better than if you do lose the team title and you don't come in first. There's absolutely nothing better than going four for four in the finals and spoiling the party. Because that's what everybody oh. was saying. Like Iowa might have won the team title, and and they can have that. But Penn State stole the show, like going four for four in the finals before Spencer even gets to wrestle. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's kind of a a buzzkill for Iowa fans, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I'm telling you, like it still hasn't sit in. Like I just remember my freshman year. I just remember like the uh, Chenzo and those guys going uh, where they go five for five. Just like just seeing that, and then okay, okay, now I'm part of something four for four. It's just crazy that like I don't know. I pretty much won. I just never thought. You know, it's a dream since i was a kid but um back to normal though like nikki lee said what do you say chop wood what is it chop care what is <laughs> it chop wood carry water chop wood carry water back yeah, to work yeah he says that like 10 times in practice <laughs> he's on the phone i don't even i don't even listen to him i don't even know what it is <laughs> half the things kale says that goes in my ear at practice <laughs> he has some good stuff man you gotta listen sometimes yeah I'm going to need to publish his blogs just so you can go back and read them. 
<laughs> yeah, those are honestly probably good. I was journaling on the plane, and he was too, so I definitely know he has some good thoughts. He put up a good blog on Rockfin, on the NLWC Rockfin last week. That's a good read for anybody to listen to. But, yeah, journaling is a big thing. He's he's always been big into journaling. Nick Lee, do you do any journaling? I do a little bit. Any intention, if I build the website, any intention to publish them on notnickly.com? Probably not. I'll, I'll find other content to put out. No, we can get him. He, he has a funny <laughs> sense of humor that needs to get out there. I, I think so, and too. He, he only not. has one more year. You got you to gotta send it now. Yeah, I agree with Roman. I mean, you don't gotta have to send it fully, but you know. Yeah, a little, a little bit. We need we need a little Nickley out there. He's uh, yeah, definitely something more people should see. I got an idea. Last idea here, and then I'm gonna let everybody go. Roman, bring your guy to the Olympic trials, and Nick Lee's gonna vlog. Listen, I'm I'm actually so I'm going to Arizona, and then I'm gonna drive from AZ to trials. And if he wants to come, I'll bring him. But I have a camera too, and I'll literally. Document Nick Lee. And I, 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 I don't know. Can we, Let's go. You can do some stuff. Now I'm just hanging out. So I'm down for anything. Nick, you cut out. No mic. It'll be about the lowest views you've ever had on a vlog. <laughs> <laughs> I highly doubt exactly. I, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I think it needs to happen. But anyways, Roman, congrats. Nick. Thanks congrats. so much. As a Penn congrats, State fan. Thank you guys for completing the 10 for 10 weights. Now, not only did you guys go four for four, technically you did 10 for 10 because now it completes the Penn State dynasty. So Penn, Penn State's now every, every weight you. Every That's weight awesome. you. Let's keep weight, it going, though. Every weight you. Yeah. We, we need to put that on a t-shirt really every, quick. <laughs> every weight you. I like Has it. any other school done that before? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure I I'm sure I when Oklahoma State has. Yeah, yeah that sounds... Uh, so cool. I'm sure if hey, not, the Penn State fans would have tweeted that out last night. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody would have. But all right, guys, Nick, congrats. See you in Texas. Roman, congrats. See you soon. Chenzo, Texas. I'll see you in Texas. You're going, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I'll and everybody, there, yep. everybody go to manscaped.com. Use promo code Chenzo. Get a lawnmower 3.0, 20% off, free shipping. That's it. That's Bash Media 108. It's going to be sick. See you guys. Let's go. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at jbash on Instagram and at justinjbash on Twitter. And the beat goes on.